One of the earliest signs of life in a fetus is the beating heart. An ultrascope Doppler device can detect the tiny heart pumping from about the 10th week. That same heartbeat will go on until the day of death. It's rather astonishing when you think about it. For an infant, the mother's heart beats like a comforting drum. Mary's own body set into motion the rhythm of Jesus' heart. And its rhythm was initially a part of her life as hers was a part of his. When his heart ceased on Good Friday, a trajectory of her life was cut off, but not only hers, for his heart had touched and reached others, changing and renewing their lives wherever he went. This is the night when we celebrate that the heart of Jesus started to beat again. And the man who had been dead rose to new life. And so it is most fitting that on this night, we have brought Noah Sunder to be baptized into the life of Christ and to begin his Christian journey under the guidance of his parents and godparents and this Christian community. This rite of simple washing with water this outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace has set in motion forces of love in the universe that will guide and strengthen and comfort Noah throughout his life. Doors have opened in the spiritual realm and the new life of Jesus moved to befriend Noah's soul. He is now enrolled as a child of God. We've often thought of Jesus in repose while in the tomb, but our tradition has a different and ancient understanding and one that our bishop said she found particularly healing, and it is that Jesus visited hell. Some of you may have been to Florence, Italy, and to the medieval monastery museum of San Marco. And if you've not, it's a monastery left intact, and each of the monks' cells contains a fresco, most of them by the 15th century master Fra Angelico. One in particular arrested me when I was there a number of years ago. It depicted Christ at the door of hell. He had just pushed down the door, and a demon was crushed beneath it. Jesus was reaching out his hand to those imprisoned inside. It is a portrait of what was known as the harrowing of hell, the doctrine that Christ brought up many of those in hell at his resurrection. In the Athanasian Creed, which is found in your prayer book and which is very long and you will be grateful that we do not recite it liturgically, it is said that Christ suffered for our salvation. Then it goes on to say that he descended into hell. While we do not know what happened between Good Friday and Easter morning, we affirm in that creed that our Lord visited hell. Now, this is not a celebration to spend much time discussing hell. This is the day that our Lord opened paradise to us. But it's important to remember that Jesus visited hell during this holy time because some of us may feel we've been there 
And despite the glories of this spring, for some, April is still the cruelest month. As we grow older, we learn that we taste both heaven and hell here on earth. And we often make choices about where we will stay. Hell is that place devoid of human kindness, a place where others are judged harshly and where no one needs anyone else, especially a savior. It's a cold and isolated place that disdains human need and weakness. And so it's important to remember that our Savior visited there. He harrowed hell. To harrow is an agricultural term that means to break up the clods of earth. Christ broke up the clods of hell and let his presence and light shine in that dark and seemingly self-sufficient place. The creed continues saying that Christ rose again the third day from the dead. This is the third day. We can speculate about what might have happened to the body of Jesus as blood that had stopped moving in his arteries and veins began to pulse again. We can also wonder what other journeys he made between his last words on the cross and the women finding that the stone had been rolled away. Christ was raised by an act of God, and this is the central tenet of our faith. As we say in the beautiful and ancient prayer that is used both on Good Friday and tonight, things which have been cast down are being raised up, and things which had grown old are being made new, and all things are brought to their perfection by him through whom all things were made. The resurrection is a new creation, and it is more than the glories of the natural world that we witness each spring. It's more than bunnies and chicks and tulips and lilies. This is a new creation that has come from suffering done for others. It offers us a new life beyond our death, but also right this minute. It shows that love is ultimate reality, stronger than the physiological and material bonds of death, and it announces that we can touch the life of God by simply learning to love others as dearly as we love ourselves. Easter shows us that suffering done for others is the means of our salvation. It is God's love in action. Reflecting on suffering, Martin Luther King wrote, my personal trials have taught me the value of unmerited suffering. As my sufferings mounted, I soon realized that there were two ways that I could respond to my situation, either to react with bitterness or seek to transform the suffering into a creative force. I decided to follow the latter course. This week, as we followed Christ on the way of the cross, we saw that Christ was beaten and bloodied, that he had seen human meanness beyond any reason. He had seen people pulled to a feast of destruction, and yet he was God's body sent to save. And so as his heart began its old rhythm, he saw the gray outline around the great stone set his face toward the morning 
put his shoulder to the rock, and pushed. And because of that, we rejoice. In the words of St. John Chrysostom, First and last, receive your reward. Rich and poor, rejoice together. Sober and slothful, celebrate the day. You that have kept the fast and you that have not, rejoice today, for the table is richly laden. Let no one go away hungry, partake all of the cup of faith, enjoy all the riches of his goodness. Let no one grieve at his poverty, for the universal kingdom has been revealed. Let no one mourn that he has fallen again and again, for forgiveness has risen from the grave. Let no one fear death, for the death of our Savior has set us free. He has destroyed it by enduring it. He destroyed hell when he descended into it. He put it into an uproar, even as it tasted of his flesh. Hell took a body and discovered God. It took earth and encountered heaven. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Amen. Amen.